0: have the mind of Christ well what about my mind well you're supposed to renew it so you think like Jesus talk like Jesus act like Jesus oh I got quiet in here because now you're looking at yourself and uh, there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus so today will you give your heart to Jesus and not be condemned now if you're feeling condemnation about anything there's a difference between condemnation and conviction Come on, conviction says, whew, I need to change. Yeah. You know, uh, Brother Hagin used to say, if you can't say amen, say oh me. <laughs> so, so if you can't say amen to some of these things, say oh me and decide to change. It's called repentance. Yeah. Change of mind is repentance. And sometimes I repent over things that, wait a minute, I'm supposed to have that. Why, why don't I have that? I need that in my life. Yeah. Amen and then you go after it see too many people think if God wants you to have it he just give it to you that's that's a doctrine of the devil you know the devil can quote the scripture to you he did to Adam and Eve he did to Jesus but he speaks half-truths if God wants you to have something he's already given it to you in Christ Jesus his grace his mercy his love his forgiveness his life his healing his peace his joy has already been given it's already been given all right all right So you might want to, remember what was our phrase? Change your thinking, change your life. Change your thinking, change your life. Say it with me. Change your thinking, change your life. So so, uh, Dr. Paul Cho said that before you can be changed, you must change your language. And I'm going to add, you can't change your language until you change your thinking. But he said if you can change your language... Or if you don't change your language, you cannot change yourself. There's no, listen to this, there's no better mental protection against the enemy's strategies. We talked about his strategies last Sunday. than to fill your mind with God's Word. It will strengthen you and keep your mind free from unbelief and lying strongholds. Come on, the Word of God combats lying strongholds. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. You know, come on. And, and uh, I, I'm not this, I'm not that. The Bible says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Through Christ. So everything we're talking about is being in Jesus today. Come on, look at the realities of being in Christ. So, so listen to this. And uh, one, more, one more phrase. When God created you, he created a specific time and place for you in this world. Look at where we're at. You're here for a reason. Woo! Come on, 2020 is your day, your year. It's easy to feel confused or displaced because of hurt and offenses, exhaustion and failure, unworthiness and shame, guilt and condemnation. Remember that you cannot be replaced. Say, I cannot be replaced. Say it again, I cannot be replaced. There are no accidents with God. You were born for this time, for this season, to walk in this, at this time to declare, to be salt and light. Yeah. Declare the Word of God, to live it. So it's time to take hold of the purposes of God created that God created you to be. God's created you. Come on, and there's a purpose. Well, I'm not like you. I'm not like comparison is of the devil. It doesn't matter if you have simple, simple things to say. They are life-changing because God's anointing is on it. And if God's anointing is on it, you can say Mary had a little lamb and his name was Jesus, and people will get saved. I was listening to testimonies of when the Jesus movement came, and this one guy said, well, I was raised in a religious church. He goes, I missed the whole movement because I didn't want nothing to do with hippies. <laughs> Jesus movement was about people would come up and just talk. Do you know Jesus Is Lord and it was so anointed people would just give I I need him I need him right now they'd get saved those days are coming they're here what we're doing is we're not asking do you know Jesus the anointing is on you uh and is preparing you for this time and this season and this place amen and so so uh Proverbs 23 7 just in the first part of it it says for as a man thinks in his heart that's what he is now, for a man thinks in his heart, so he is. What you're, Your thinking leads you every day. Your thinking will lead you. If you're thinking, I'm going to get ice cream from Dairy Queen when we leave the church, guess what? You're headed there because you're thinking it. What do I want for lunch? What am I going to eat? And so, so look at James 1, 22 through 25, and, and, and it says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. If you're just a hearer and you don't apply this stuff, you're deceiving yourself. Because though God's Word is the way. Amen? Amen. Oh, me? All right. And, and so let's, let's get, keep going 22 through 25. Uh, it, so it says, be a doer of the Word. I got it right here. And it says, for anyone who is a hearer of the Word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Anybody look in the mirror this morning? You ever watch yourself brush your teeth? I'm making fun of you now. But the Bible says the Bible's like a mirror and you're supposed to look into it and see what kind of person you're supposed to be. The Word of God tells you what kind of person you're supposed to be. And so, for he observes himself in verse 24, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was or what kind of man he's supposed to be. But he who looks in the perfect law of liberty and continues, everybody say continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed. Say, I want to be blessed. And what he does, that means I've got to be a doer. You've got to be a doer to be blessed. Well, God ain't never done nothing for me. Well, start doing the word. Start doing the Word and never let it go. And you'll wake up like, don't wake me up. This is so blessed. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Amen? Amen. And so let's dig in uh, to number one. Number one, look at number one. Know your identity in God. Know your identity. Identity. Come on, in Christ. We're supposed to be in Christ. Identity is who you are, the way you think about yourself, the way you are viewed by the world. Does the world know you're a Christian? Does your family know you're a Christian? Or they just know you go to church every now and then. You may be a little religious. Come on. We want to be Christians. We want to be burning up for Jesus. Amen. And so we need to be in Christ. God has given us uh, an identity in Christ. Knowing your God-given identity gives you confidence, self-esteem, it's so what, you know, there's all kinds of classes in the world for confidence and self-esteem. Let me, you know what the definition of confidence is? Faith. Faith. Confidence in God. Confidence in who God made you. And awareness. Knowing who, uh, who you are, whose you are, changes everything. Knowing whose you are changes everything. And, and so if you knew that... You were fearfully and wonderfully made, like Psalms 139.14 says, would that change the way you view yourself? You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, Mr. Scott, will you get that chair right over there for me, and there's a bag in it, and uh, we're going to bring the bag out, and, and uh, I, I got, you know, because a lot of times we talk about I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Are you a new creation in Christ Jesus? The Bible says, the "Old things are passed away; behold, all things become new." Yeah, so so I, I brought some. I brought somebody. You can't tell he's somebody, but he's supposed to be. Uh, it's the old man. Look at him. Here he is. This rascal, uh, Miss Becky Jeff's used him before. Come on, sit up. Look at him. He's lazy. That's the old man in he's lazy. Come on, and and look at the old the old man. Look. Uh, He's the walking dead. People who aren't saved are walking dead. You're supposed to be alive in Christ. We're new creations. And we got to remember and remind ourselves because guess what? This man, this man wants to take over every morning. You wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you let him have control, you'll be grumpy, grippy, complaining. I can't believe i got to get up and it's raining. Oh my, yeah, 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 yeah. Listen to me. You got to let this man go to pick up the new man. You got to let him go. This one says, well, that's just the way we was raised. That's what he says. This one says, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Huh? This one says, nothing ever good ever happens to me. Nothing good ever happens to me. This one says, I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out. Even my children are blessed. Come on. I I, I brought him out because he's the walking dead. And guess what? He wants to come back. He wants to come back. That zombie wants to come back and be you and take over. you got power to stop him. And here's where the battle comes. He's wanting to talk right here. Okay? We'll, We'll come back to him. He might say something here in a minute. So, so your identity in Romans 3, 21 through 24. It says, but now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed. See, the law came to show us that we needed a Savior. Thou shalt not uh, have no other gods, thou shalt not steal, kill, all the ten, right? It came, nobody could keep the ten but Jesus. So we all needed a Savior, That's why God sent Jesus. So look, the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. But wait a minute. It's being told that, that Jesus is coming in the law to save us, and the prophets declared it. Look at the next verse. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, and it said even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there's no difference. Leave it right there just for a second. Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. This man still may be halfway in control in your life, but if you start believing God, God accounts you to have right standing with him. Amen? Righteousness means you're right with God. Well, you don't know what I did yesterday. Then repent and ask God to empower you not to do that again. And you're righteous. There's no condemnation. Quit living in condemnation. Get free from that sin and that guilt. And so look, there's no difference. Look there's no difference in us. Look at the next verse. Romans three twenty three. You ought to be able to confess it, huh? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Don't stay there. Don't stay there. That means we all need a savior. We're not in sin. We're not professional sinners anymore. Huh? And you remember back in the day, hey man. Y'all we're gonna have a party. Uh, what y'all going to bring? Huh? Well, I was listening to one preacher. He said, man, I'm bringing, I'm bringing the beer. It's Pap Blue Ribbon. It was 3 dollars for 40, you know, cans. Cheap. <laughs> it's all they could afford. Remember those days? Isaiah said, woe unto the children who plan a plan that's not of me, says the Lord, to add sin unto sin. Remember those days? You adding sin unto sin. Those are the old ways. That's this man. That's this man. Not this man. This man wants God. This man wants, he's the new man. You're the new man. And look at verse 24. Being justified freely by the grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We've been justified. That means made right. We've been made right freely by the grace through the redemption. We've been redeemed. You've been bought. You've been bought with a price. Man, oh man, God made you. And, and sin came, and now you've been set free again. And last verse 25. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. They become new in here, and they need to start trickling up. You've got to get your spirit, man, built up to defeat this man. Amen. And if you've never heard this man, oh, it's this one. You know, if you never heard this man, this is the one that when your stomach growls, then you're hungry. You ever met somebody getting a bad mood when they got hungry? That's this man. You ever ran up the hill? If you run up that hill between here and the other building, and your side starts hurting, and you, what are you doing? Every step, your body's going, quit, quit, quit. That's this man. That's this man. Amen. All right. All right. So, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through uh, 18, excuse me, 17 and 18. Let's look at this. Therefore, if any... One is in Christ. He's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Look at verse 18. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Come on. God has brought us in. Brought us in. Brought us in. He's reconciled us when we were far away. Some of you all know this. But you got to remind yourself of it. But I didn't. I, I missed t- verse 21. So write down verse 21 and let's read it right quick. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Oh, my favorite, my favorite example of that is when Moses threw his staff down and it became a snake. And Pharaoh's magicians came in and they threw their hypnotized snakes down and they started crawling. And Moses' snake crawled over there and swallowed them. Thus, Jesus became sin to swallow up sin, to destroy sin. And then when he grabbed him by the tail, he became a staff again. Jesus rose again, having defeated death, hell, and the grave. And he's back our Savior, our Lord. He's back the Son of God. Amen. 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 So, so we're going to leave the old man right here, and he's kind of stinking right now, and uh, but you got to watch him; he'll trip you up. So, point number two: know your position in Christ. My, 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 my! I'm reminding some of you, and some of you have never, ever, even taken their place yet. God wants you to take your place. Position is how a person is placed, even an opinion. Or where a person is located in relations to others? Hmm? Come on. And I'm not asking how you see yourself. I'm asking you to look at how God sees you. How does God see you? This is what we're talking about being in Christ. God sees you. God sees you. He knows you. He's for you. He knows what you like. Come on, it's time to take your place in Christ. Ephesians 2, 5, and 6. Even when we were dead in sin or in trespasses, we've been made alive together with Christ. For by grace are you saved. Mm Mm-hmm. And raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places In Christ Jesus. Now I've been hanging on this scripture for about two months. And I've mentioned it from time to time. But can you see yourself seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus? Or do you just see yourself as, whoa me. I'm walking through the mud and the muck and the mire of this old world. Barely getting along. Living, you know, trying to get free from sin. How do you see yourself? Can you see yourself seated, hmm, with Christ Jesus? All right, Romans, I'm sorry, Revelations 1, 5, and 6 then. Let me help you out a little bit more. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Next verse. And he has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Who's the kings and priests? We are. Come on, can you do that a little bit better? We are. How about one more time? We are kings. Hey, Micah. Is Micah in here? Run, Micah. He went to back. Then Judah. Hey, is Lila. Where's my friend, Lila? Can Lila come up here? But I need a crown. I need a crown. Oh, she's done stole her crown. Look at there. Come on, Micah. Micah loves to dress up. Micah's a knight. He's a warrior. He's whatever. Come on and put this on you. Man, oh, man, look at that crown. It's a little big, but it's right there. And then she came in with her own crown on today. Come on, can you stand up here for me and let, let everybody see your crown turn around? Look, look right there at that crown. Do you know every child wants to be a king and a princess? Did you know that you're a king and a princess in Christ Jesus? Hey, do you know what it means to be a king? What does it mean? It means you're mighty and strong. It means you're mighty and strong. Come on, give me a fist bump. And so where, where does, what does a king do? Fight, and what else? And be brave. And be brave. And, be so and, and be strong. Do you know what a princess does? What did she say? Oh, be strong too. That's right. Princesses are strong. Queen kings and queens are strong and mighty. Isn't that awesome? Give them a hand clap. You can take your crown with you just first. Go, bye. Run. He's enjoying the limelight. Wait a minute. They honestly don't know what it means to be a king and a queen. But how many of you in here are like that? You don't know what it's like to be a king and a queen. You have never seen yourself as a king or a queen. Huh? Anybody single in here, you're a king looking for a queen. Dating's not about how they smell and what they kiss like. It's whether they're a queen or a king in God. Come on, that's what you're trying to find out. You don't want this man or this woman. And how do you judge it? By how they act, what they say. Come on. And so, wait a minute. The authority and the power we have in Christ Jesus. Who we are. We're seated with him. You're supposed to take dominion over your life. You can't, I don't have dominion over you and you don't have dominion over me. But I have dominion over my life. And I have a say in what happens in my life spiritually. And how many of you know that physical things can be spiritual? Sickness and disease can be spiritual. Spiritual. Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. The devil's a spiritual being. He's a liar and he's a thief. Amen? Okay, okay. Come on, grab a hold of this stuff. So, so point number three. Is that where we're at? Our relationship. Know your relationship. And I got a story I'll tell you in just a minute. Relationships are the way two or more people are connected. My wife and I are married. We're in a relationship. But I have family that I know their relations, they're they're, they're related to me. But how about you're related to me because you're a child of God. I'm related to you because I'm a child of God. Come on, that's the way Jesus said uh, about us, our relationship, that we're family. In Galatians 3, 26 and 27, he's called us family. Come on, say, I'm in the family of God. For you are all sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Come on, we're the sons and daughters of God. We're seated with him. For as many of, uh, of you as were baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. Quit stifling Jesus in you. It's called quenching the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit say, don't do that, don't do that. Don't say that. Don't get flustered. It's not about you at all. It's the enemy. Huh? And so one more, our, our position, Romans 8. Uh, 15 through 17 love romans 8 chapter and says for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear fear has bondage and sin has bondage but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom uh, we cry abba father god's our father we're his children jesus is his firstborn child from the dead amen and so look at verse 16 The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Close your eyes right now. Come on. The Spirit of God on the inside of you needs to bear witness that you're a child of God. If it's not bearing witness that you're a child of God, if you don't have the peace of God in your spirit, in your heart, then you need to give your heart to Jesus. And we're going to give you an opportunity because the Spirit of God bears witness with us that we're children of God, that we're uh, uh, children of God. So last verse, verse 17, we're family. Then if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Jesus. And if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified. Come on, we're heirs. And not when we get to heaven we're heirs, we're heirs now. We're supposed to walk in what Jesus walked in. Come on. We're supposed to have what Jesus had. Heirs. Okay, can't say amen. We all need to be saying, Oh, me. I got to step up. Oh, me. I got to do better. I got to step into the things. It's not just "I'm, I'm free from sin now. I need to walk in the things that God has called me to. Somebody said. I, I, drove, I drove up to the bank and the teller behind the window said, you're a pastor. Tell me what I'm supposed to do with my life. And I'm like, I'm trying to sign checks here. Tell me what I'm supposed to do with my life. And I said, read your Bible. Well, here's what we're supposed to do. Read your Bible. Bring salvation. Bring healing. Bring deliverance to empower people. We're supposed to do that. Well, I'm talking about, am I supposed to be a doctor, lawyer, uh, Indian chief, a pupwood, you know, a logger? No. No, that's, that's all great and fine. You, whatever you want to do, do it. But then you read your Bible, you lead people to Christ, you get people healed, delivered, saved. Huh? That's your call. Everybody's call to be that witness in that light. You know how many bosses I've had that I've witnessed to? Don't get in the truck with me. You know, and, and the Holy Spirit will help you and help me they bring up stuff check there we go I've had friends that, that uh, they started asking me about end times and this was years and years ago because they, you know, they, they wanted to know they wanted to study it out they wanted to look at it come on people are hungry will you feed them God's called you to feed people. So who we are, what we're called to be in Christ. So our position, our relationship. Has anybody ever heard the story of Mephibosheth? See, there was King Saul was the first king of Israel. His son was Jonathan. And I'm going to tell you, God does everything legal. For David to become king, God had Jonathan and David cut a covenant and they they were friends. Now, it's a little tricky, you know, some of the things that happened, but you know what? They had a covenant, and David took that covenant to heart, and David was the king, and he's walking around, and Jonathan had been killed, and he goes, man, where is Jonathan's, where is Jonathan's children at? Are there any of his children left? And Mephibosheth He was the one that that when David became king, the nursemaid grabbed him up and was running with this little baby, tripped and fell and broke his back. And he could not walk. And he sat at a table and he lived in poverty. And David said, is there any of Jonathan's? Years went by and he says, is any of Jonathan's children left? And they said, yeah, there's one. He lives down there and he's a cripple and this and that and the other. And David said, go get him. And he goes, well, here they are. Here's, here's, here's your mentality. Well, there he is. They're coming to kill me. They're coming to get me because I don't have nothing, never had anything. I'm supposed to have been blessed, but they stole this from me, and they stole that from me. And I don't have this. I don't have nothing. I guess they're here to kill me. He's going to drag me into the king's court to kill me. Is that the way you think about everything? And David said, there he is. That's Jonathan's son. Sit at my table. Sit at my table. You can sit at my table every time we eat. You're going to sit with my family. You're going to be uh, one of my own. I'm going to take care of you all the days of your life. I'm going to give you lands and servants. That's what Jesus did with you. He's prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And he's prepared a table for you in heaven. And you're going to sit down with the marriage supper of the Lamb. And you're a, you're a part of the family. You're a part, you're the one of the kings. Come on, you're the prince and the princesses. Man, we, he restored him. You're going to let God restore you? You're going to live in Grumble Alley, barely get a long street. Huh? Oh, my address, I live at 305 Grumble Alley. It's, you know, right there at the crossroads, of barely get a long street. Next to negative way. Huh? But to get up and say, I'm blessed. Not because of me, but what Jesus has done for me. I'm blessed. And the blessings of God are overtaking me. And I'm blessed coming in, and I'm blessed going out. See, you've got to change your thinking and start declaring, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. And the devil will go, I don't see it. I don't see it. There's nothing in your pocket. I don't see it. Just tell him to shut up. It's coming. Somebody was testifying to me today that, Whoa, God is doing so much great stuff in me. I just, I can't even, you know, they they just, just excited. Come on, I've been in that place. Don't wake me up. This is good. Don't wake me up. I'm blessed far beyond where I've ever thought about being. And I've been, you know, God will take you places and teach you things and show you things. And the devil will take you places and he'll take you and keep you longer than you want to stay. And bring nothing but harm, but God said, I'll bring good to you. Amen. Come on, do you see where we got to change our thinking and we got to recognize that we're the children of God? Remember, I said the righteous, you know, David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread. That ought to be in your mouth. I'm blessed. I'm not going to be forsaken. I'm gonna, the Bible teaches that we're overcomers, even in death, we win. There's no losing. Come on. Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. So let's go to point number four. Know your benefits in Christ. Know your benefits. Man, there's all kinds of benefits. And I'm going to read a word that Miss Marty gave us Tuesday morning. And I almost put presents around here. And you know, if you got a present on your birthday and it's all wrapped up and pretty, maybe at Christmas time, do you know that you can have that present and never open it? My grandfather grew up where he only got, you know, some pecans and an apple and maybe an orange. And when we gave him a gift, man, he worked it. He shook that thing for 10 minutes and we're like, come on and open it because our turn was next. And he's shaking and wondering what that is. Come on, help me guess what that is. And he was enjoying that one gift. And he would open it up and look at that. Look at that shirt. Look at this. Come on, there are gifts that God has for you that you have not ever opened. Come on, salvation is like a brand new truck and you have never driven it and you've got the whole world to drive on. You can go in it. God will take you places in that brand new. In our salvation, we've got to change our thinking that God has already prepared a way. We had not got to figure out which way. Come on, we can ask Him, but when we start taking off, He's going to start guiding. He guides our steps. Now, I've got to take a step to have a step. I've got to lift my foot. You've got to have action. You've got to be a doer. If God says, give, then you've got to do. You've got to give. If God says, plant, you've got to plant. you got a garden in here? Anybody planted tomatoes? Yeah. You know what? Some people in here don't have tomatoes because they didn't plant any. That's the way it is with the kingdom. Yeah, come on. You've got to plant the Word of God in you and start activating the Spirit of God, giving God something to work with. Huh? The seed, which is the Word of God, has got to be tilled. The ground has to be tilled so it can work. You can throw it on top, and it might try to sput and break out, but until you get it in your spirit, in your heart, man, it begins to flourish. We're like the tree planted by the rivers of living water that brings forth fruit in its season, and our leaf does not wither. Uh-huh. The living water is Jesus. The living water is the God's Word. The living water is the Holy Spirit. God wants you to flourish. So our benefits, I, I, I could go all day on the benefits, but I'm not. Psalms 103, 1 through 5. but well, we're going to do 3 through 5. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget none of his benefits. What are they? Look at the next verse. He forgives all our sins. Well, I messed up. Then ask forgiveness. Come on, it's there. It's been paid for. Hey, Gracie, if I gave you my credit card, do you know how to use it? Yeah. Yeah, my, you know, my girls know how to use it too. Huh? God's giving you a credit card. And it's backed by the blood of Jesus. Best bank in the world. And whatsoever you ask in my name, because he paid for it, he will give it to you. And the the only thing is it's got to be according to his will. And you know what? Nowhere does it say in the Bible that it's the will of God for me to marry my wife. It was my choice and God said he'd bless it. What? And I wasn't a king when she married me. But I am now. Come on. So so even though you even make a wrong choice, God will turn that because it's covenant in marriage. But there's also decisions that you may have gotten into that God will help you get out of them. Come on. God will take it and turn it for your good. Because a lot of people won't take the step because I don't know if it's God's will. Come on. Follow peace. Take that step. Sometimes you go, whoop, I don't feel right. Then you can back up. All right, Lord, I'm going to take a step. Oh, okay. This is the way I'm supposed to go. And then God will direct your path and lead and guide you. I'm trying to help you. Amen? And so, so we got to know that he heals all diseases. Now, you get on the Internet and you start searching religious sites, they tell you, well, he don't do that anymore. Well, Mr. Joffrey tell you last Sunday that he still does it. And there are people in here tell you he still does it. Come on. Come on. Hey, he heals all our diseases. Verse 4, he forgives our iniquities, heals all our diseases, redeems you from destruction. Go on to verse 4. Redeems your life from destruction. You better pay attention. The Holy Spirit says don't go that way. He's trying to redeem you from destruction. I'm not going to take the interstate today. No, I'm going to take the interstate today. Ask. You ever ask? Man, I've just been driving along. Kids asleep. Wife's asleep. I'm trying to get back to the house, and I get a witness. You need to turn here. I'm like, this ain't the shortest way home. So, I, But I obeyed, and I exited off the interstate and went down, and the train had been backed up for two hours, and I would have been sitting there in traffic at 1 o'clock in the morning and I bypassed it. But I have had the witness turn here and didn't turn. And I'm sitting there like, I oh, stole. forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord. Amen. Learn to hear that witness on the inside. God will direct, redeem you. He crowns you, crowns you with loving kindness. This cat ain't got any loving kindness. Wake up. He doesn't have any loving kindness in him. But Jesus has put his loving kindness in us. And his tender mercies. Grace and mercy are new every day. Come on, and then verse 5. Who who satisfies your mouth with good things. Come on, you have to put the good things in your mouth. Remember, think about something you don't like to eat. You You need to get rid of the negative. Ah! Not saying that anymore. Day late and a dollar short. Hmm. Not going to say that. Well, I'm 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 just sick, sick to my stomach about it. Or I'd I, almost kill me when I saw that happen. It almost killed me. No, it didn't. But look what you're saying. Remember, change your thoughts, change your life, change your words, change your life, and your new youth will be renewed. I want my youth renewed. That's a promise. Come on. Grab a hold of it. So let's, 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 let's close by saying this. You have rights and privileges and benefits. It's time to start walking in them. Quit letting your past, your circumstances, your experiences dictate your identity, your position, and your relationship with God. they rob you one other thing i want to add royalty you are royalty and guess what royalty does it rules you need to rule your house not with with grace and mercy and love and kindness but take authority over evil Amen. take authority over sickness take authority jesus did Whenever he told his disciples, O oh, ye of little faith, and he fixed it, you know why he was telling them that? I have taught you to do this, O oh, ye of little faith. Get your faith up to my level. Come on, walk with me, and I will help you. The Holy Spirit will help you. Oh, you know, they said we couldn't cast it out, O oh, ye of little faith. I've, I've taught you how to do this. When they said, can you calm the storm, Jesus? We're going to die. Oh, you have little faith. Did we just not feed 5,000? Can I not handle the storm? Can you not handle it now? You fed the 5,000, not me. I just blessed it. Father, bless us. Lord, bless us. Y'all get that? Father, bless us and multiply us. So why don't you bow your heads. If you don't have that witness that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life, that you're a child of God, will you give him your heart? He don't want to live in your head. He wants to live in your heart. If you don't have that witness, if you, you know, he came and died just for you. If you were the only one, he would have died. So will you accept him as Lord and Savior today? Will you lift your hand? and say, pray for me, Pastor Brett? Uh, I see two hands. Anybody else? I see that hand. Let's, Let's pray together. Say, Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he has forgiven me of all my sins. Father, I thank you that I'm accepted into your family, that heaven is my home, and I will not look away, but I will keep my eyes focused on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen to me. Just because we sin does not mean the Father has rejected us. Okay? People miss it from time to time. People mess up from time to time. Repentance is recognizing that you have missed it. Just because, you know, there, there's, there's some, some teaching out there that if you sin and don't repent, you're going to hell. How many of your kids ever threw a fit? They're still your kids. You may not like what their actions are, but they're still your children. When you miss it, God wants to help correct you, not kick you out of the family. God does not reject His children. Once you accept Him, you're His. You're His. The only way to reject Him is verbally walk, well, spiritually walk close to Him, know Him and His power, and then say it's not real. That's that's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You just unconsciously sinning or doing something or getting mad at the person in front of you because they pulled out in front of you, the Lord, the Holy Spirit will go, don't do that. Forgive me, Lord. I repent. You're still in the family, okay? Okay? I'm teaching this because a lot of people think they lose their salvation. Come on. No. It's not that easy. The easy part's getting getting you into the kingdom of God. Remember that statement? The hard part is getting the kingdom in you. You're in the kingdom. Today is about getting the kingdom in you. Your royalty. You're a child of God. Your position in Christ. You're seated with the at the right hand of the Father with Christ Jesus. You don't want to be looking up at your problems or looking at your problems straight away. You're seated with Jesus. You need to be looking down at your problems. You need to go ahead and tell the devil get out of my house, get out away from my kids, get away from my children. You're out. And look down at your own body. You're healed and whole, and you will obey the Spirit of God. So shut up. Do you know how many times I've spoken to myself? This arm hurt, this arm hurt. Be healed. Tendonitis. Be healed. I need this arm. Hmm? So let's declare what God, let's take authority over our bodies, our minds, and let's think on purpose. On purpose. Why do we meditate the word or memorize the word? Because we want to get it in our spirit.